Welcome, welcome back to the Time to Be Real podcast with your bestie Shalise here. I could not feel more relaxed right now. It's raining outside. I've got my tea. I'm sitting in my bed recording this and I feel, I feel so peaceful right now. Crazy. I went camping over the weekend and so I didn't, I didn't really work on the podcast episode over the weekend and usually I work on it throughout the week, but I just wanted a weekend full of nothing but nature and relaxing and doing nothing. But today I just, I just buckled down, finished the episode and we're talking about the nine to five lifestyle, burnout, and working with depression. And I was initially going to do all of those as three separate episodes, but I'm just combining it because they're so similar. So I wanted to talk about this specific topic because lately I have been feeling very burnt out from my job, from life. I'm at a point in my life where I'm very, I don't want to say lost, but my future is very unknown. So I've just kind of been wandering around and I'm still in this weird little, I don't know, realm. (laughs) And I think that's kind of how majority of your life goes. There's so much unknown, you can't get away from it. And I've gotten more comfortable with it now, but I think several weeks ago i was really in the thick of it and it was so tough coming to work in a period like this it's easy to get stuck in this pit of depression numbness emptiness loneliness and you just you literally just spiral from there life starts to feel very repetitive monotonous boring kind of like you're just existing and going through the motions or you're sleepwalking through life. And this can feel very kind of scary because once you do start to fall down this spiral, it is very difficult to get yourself out of that. But I'm slowly crawling my way back out. And I know it's not only because of work that caused me to feel that way. Obviously, outside life has much to do with it. But burnout from work definitely doesn't help. Today, I want to talk about the difficulty working in a depressive state, signs that you may be burnt out, and then ways where we can just prevent burnout or how to make work a little more enjoyable. I think I initially started feeling depressed at work because There was a lot of change going on in my life. I had to find a new place to live. I was wondering or panicking if I needed to change jobs depending on where I chose to live. I also had a timeline where I had to be out within a certain amount of days. And then I moved to my parents' house for a little while. So it was crazy. And when I'm in that state of uncertainty and unknown and When I'm in that area of not being secure, my body tends to just go numb. 
I numb out and I I feel empty and I just like do not feel like myself. An unknown territory turns me into an anxious wreck. I mean like I couldn't even find outfits to wear in the morning because I didn't I didn't really feel like me. I felt like I was in somebody else's skin. I didn't feel I I felt like I didn't really even know myself. I hated looking at myself in the mirror because I just felt so ugly and I didn't like almost recognize myself and the struggle to get out of bed, get to work, just it feels like almost impossible a little bit and you have no morning routine. I just crawl out of bed, wash my face, change, leave. Very simple tasks such as even showering or putting my clothes away or doing my laundry it just felt like too much. And also when you're in this state of depression, it's it's difficult to to spend time around other people. When you're struggling taking care of yourself, you really don't have any energy to take care of others or even give any energy to anybody else because you are putting all of your energy that you can muster into yourself and just keeping you alive. And so I find whenever I'm feeling depressed, I, I isolate. You just subconsciously isolate because one, I don't want to take out my sadness and my irritation and frustration, my rainy cloud. I don't want to take that out on anyone. So I isolate. And I also isolate because I don't have the energy to give to anyone. And then on top of all of this, you're going to work for eight hours a day, even four hours a day. And that just sucks all your energy. So you spend your days just exhausted and tired and just wanting to lay in bed all day and it just the cycle just continues and it's it's exhausting and especially when you have a job that is very monotonous and you're just you know sitting at a desk that can that can also be very detrimental because you have nothing to distract yourself or get your mind away from your worries or get out of your head a little bit you're just you're there when you have a more active job you have things that are you know, pulling your attention away. But a desk job, it can be a lot harder on your mental health. So I still, you know, kind of, I still feel this a little bit. I think it's just easier to speak about it in past tense. There's so much shame around depression. You know, people think you're being lazy or dramatic or, you know, just get over it, like do something about it. And for a long time, I did not understand depression. I was one of those people who was like, I don't get it. Like, do something about it. Or (laughs) like, I was like, okay, you're just sad. Like, get out of bed. I was one of those people who would judge. I mean, I was like 13. But until I actually experienced it, I was like, oh, (laughs) oh shit. This is, this is serious. And this sucks. And I want to crawl in a hole forever. (laughs) I even still get annoyed at myself now, you know, feeling like I'm lazy, like I can't even make myself a meal or, 
I get annoyed that I just keep beating myself up when I know that's not doing any good. It's just making <laughs> things worse. And there's just so much shame around feeling depressed. And the negative self-talk mixed with feeling numb and empty, it, it becomes such an isolating experience. And the thing about struggling with depression with a full-time job is mental health is not nearly as understood or acceptable as physical health. Most jobs are way more understanding about physical health than mental health. And so that is why it is so hard to have a mental health concern when you're working at a full-time job. So what are some signs that you may be starting to feel burnt out or are burnt out? And then we're going to talk about how to prevent that because oftentimes burnout can lead to a depressive state. So maybe what are some signs that you are, are getting to that point of burnout? So I have a couple here and I feel like they're pretty obvious. I mean, I wasn't really like, I did not research a ton with this topic. I'm kind of being very real here and just going off of my own thoughts today, a little unscripted and I'm loving it. So some signs that you may be reaching burnout. Number one, you feel like you're always tired no matter how much sleep you get. Oh my gosh, this one is so real because getting out of bed in the morning sometimes is the hardest task of your day. It is so hard. I don't think people talk about it enough how hard it is to get out of bed. You are sleepy, you're cozied up in there, and it's warm, and you don't want to get out of bed and go to your stupid work. With depression or burnout, you just, you feel exhausted. I feel like a full-time job is just always going to be exhausting because eight hours of your freaking day, that is a lot of time. Why is it normalized to work eight hours a day? That is like your entire day. That this is what I don't understand is we work 40 hours a week and we work our entire lives and this is normalized. We just work and work and work till we die. And I freaking, I hate that. Like no wonder you might be exhausted from working. It is exhausting and it takes energy. <laughs> that one's like, well, then we're all burnt out. <laughs> I feel like everyone I talk to is like, I'm tired. I'm like, me too. I'm exhausted. And they're like, oh, same. Like, is this just a universal mutual thing? If you're working, you're exhausted. Second one, you keep pulling out your phone or distracting yourself and it's hard to focus on tasks. This one is great because I know when I'm feeling anxious, overwhelmed, or I don't want to face certain emotions or feelings, I whip out my phone. And yes, it's a great distraction. It helps me not feel, it numbs me out. But is that doing anything? No, because the emotions and the things I need to face are still there. I'm just not looking at them. I'm looking at something else. And eventually, negative consequences from avoiding emotions do arise. And then I'm like, oh shit, maybe I shouldn't continue to numb myself out. Number three, procrastinating tasks you need to get done. I 
procrastinated making this podcast a lot. I literally didn't write it till today. If you find yourself constantly pushing things back saying, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. And then deadline comes and you're like, oh, did not do it later. I need to do it all right now. <laughs> um, yeah, procrastinating is also an avoidance coping mechanism. Avoiding emotions. So boredom, anxiety, stress, depression, hopelessness. Number four, you're easily frustrated, annoyed, or have low patience for people. This man, oh man, this one, she gets me. I know when I am at the brink of sanity, when I start to just be so freaking annoyed with everyone. I'll be on the road and I'm like, get the frick over or like, go. Like people just, suddenly people do not know how to drive when I am on the brink of burnout. Suddenly everyone is the slowest effing driver on the road everyone's freaking annoying and you just want to blow up in everyone's face i love those tiktoks where they're like when you want to be a soft girl but you have your dad's anger issues <laughs> me number five i believe constant negative self-talk you feel like you're not doing enough so i specifically wrote this because i feel like when we're on the brink of burnout or when we're when we are feeling depressed, we often feel like we're a burden, we're not doing enough, we suck. Our negative self-talk just comes on in, sets up camp, and does not go away. And for me, my negative self-talk is is so bad when I'm a sad girl. When I'm in my sad girl era, my self-esteem it's nowhere to be seen. She's gone. So when you feel this negative self-talk come up more than normal and you're like, why is she constantly telling me I'm a poo-poo or that I'm dumb or that I'm ugly? Like when you notice that, maybe be like, oh, I'm reaching my limit. And that's when you know, hey, I really got to do something about this because I don't want to talk mean to myself anymore. Number six, you notice physical symptoms such as headaches, body aches, changes in appetite. So I went camping over the week. You know that. I said that already. But before I left, I had the most ferocious knot in my neck, shoulders, back. Like literally move my neck down and it would be like excruciating. <laughs> so painful. But I went camping and had the most relaxing freaking weekend of my entire life. Just kidding. It's a little exaggerated. But when I came back, those knots were all gone. You know why? Because I relaxed. I had no cellular service. And I relaxed the whole damn time. I laid in my hammock for hours. I ate all the food that I could ever eat i laid under the stars i saw stars i went boating i caught a fish literally the most relaxing weekend of my life and those knots were gone i think it was because i felt at peace you last tip 
or not tip, last sign that you are exceeding burnout. You feel easily overwhelmed by even simple tasks. I get overwhelmed so quickly. I blow things up in my head and I'm like, this is going to be so hard. I don't want to do it. And then I like actually start to kind of do it. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is so simple. Or I never get to doing it until like a while. Like I, it just builds up in my brain and I get all this freaking anxiety and I'm like, I just don't know. And I do nothing. And I just sit there in my anxious little ball of fire, like maybe do it a tiny bit. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, give me like five minutes. <laughs> I'm like, that was so fucking easy. Like, uh, we do really make things so hard in our minds when it's like, why don't you try and freaking do it? And if it is too hard, then you can stop. Like, just to name a few signs. I know steps of advice prevent this burnout. Firstly, one of the most important, make friends at work. I would not be at my job right now if I did not have friends there. I mean, yes, the work there itself is poo-poo. It's ass. To be honest, I am there for the connection. I'm there for my friends. And they literally get me through the day. Literally. Making friends at work, it makes your day go by faster. It makes it more enjoyable. It makes you share the pain. And you get to vent to your work besties. And you get to go get coffee together and lunch together. And it's just the best. At every job I've had, I've always I've always had at least one friend, you know. And I don't think it's hard to find at least someone at your job that you can connect with. Number two, stay out of gossip. Nothing kills the vibe more than getting caught up in gossip. If you listen to my gossip episode, you know now that I have shunned any form of gossip in my life. I will not do it. I will not engage with gossip anymore. I think it is stupid. And pointless in a work environment i mean <laughs> let's be real i like to gossip about celebrities people i don't know but if i know this person and i see them on a regular basis it's the dumbest idea to gossip about them they're gonna find out it's gonna create drama you just you don't need your energy drained in unnecessary areas it's so pointless it's it's so pointless for good measure, just steer clear. Protect your peace. Your energy is way too valuable to be expended by stupid gossip or rumors. Third suggestion is to eat and stay hydrated. Have little snacks. Your mood can fluctuate so much depending on if you've eaten or if you have not. If you're starting your workday off on an empty stomach or celery juice your day is gonna suck not only is it gonna suck you're gonna feel sluggish easily annoyed tired 
And you may also likely experience high levels of anxiety and a lack of concentration and motivation. Obviously, duh. If you don't eat, you're not going to have energy to do anything. And I'm talking to myself here because I skip breakfast sometimes and my day sucks when I don't have my first meal of the day. Because food gives your body energy. It actually helps wake you up in the morning because it gets your gets your body going. So just keep that in mind. You don't have to do any of these. These are just things that I've done, things I've seen on the internet that are extremely helpful. A good morning routine is incredibly beneficial. It sets the mood for your entire day. If you have a solid morning routine, you're going to have a solid day. If you're feeling a little depressy, if you're feeling a little numb, just ask yourself, hey, when's the last time we had a little snacky snack, a little meal? Have I drank any water today? (laughs) Then come back to this issue and you'll be way more prepared to handle the emotions you're experiencing. My next suggestion. This goes along a little bit with what I just said, but it's more specific. Having a good morning and evening routine. So this includes the time your morning or evening routine starts, what you want to do, how you want to feel, what will make you ready to take on the day. To me, that includes waking up on time, not hitting snooze a thousand times, making my bed half-assed, eating breakfast, spending a little extra time on my skincare routine and doing a a little bit of makeup if I'd like, doing my hair the way I like it, and then finding an outfit that feels like the vibes. That's a solid routine that helps me take on the day. At night, I think about what will help me relax and prepare for sleep. You know, like today, I laid in my bed, I've got my tea, I have my little lamp on and my big light is off. This is going to totally help me prepare for sleep. Routine is so helpful for stability, security. It's something you can plan on. It's something you can rely on to help you. I don't know really how to explain it, but I do know that that will help you. My next suggestion is taking regular breaks at your job. Meditate, listen to some music, (laughs) Or take a walk outside. That's what I like to do sometimes because literally the fresh air, the sun, it does something magical to you. You can journal about how much you hate your job. I wrote down dream. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Oh, like think about what your dreams and passions are. You can plan a vacation that you want to do that weekend or in a month, a year. Or you can call a friend. I love to call my sisters when I'm at work if I need a break. I do that multiple times a week. If you're feeling really annoyed or irritated or frustrated at something, get yourself away from the situation for just a moment. Even if it's like three minutes. I know when I have a really hard phone call at work that makes me want to rip my freaking hair off and scream. I know that's when I need to... Take a step away from my computer. Do a body scan. You are allowed to take a break. You could literally just be like, yo, I'm gonna shit my pants. No, I need a break. And if they don't, they're crazy. 
taking those regular breaks, even if you don't even think you need one, it's going to make you feel so good. You don't have to pound through work and be this, I'm a hard worker, like this workaholic. No, you are allowed to take breaks. And just because you take breaks doesn't make you like weak. My next suggestion is don't bring your work home. Work can sometimes be super, super stressful. Like sometimes, some days are way worse than other days. And in those circumstances, try not to bring home the work stress. Leave it at work. When you leave those doors or when you leave that parking lot, you are exiting the work stress arena and you're entering stress-free zone. Suck up all of the negative feelings into a vacuum and you leave it in there at work. (laughs) And then when you come back, you can choose if you want to take some of that stress out or leave it. (laughs) It's called the container. It is a thing I used or I learned in therapy and I used it for a while. You think of a mental container. For me, it's just a Tupperware dish, which is so freaking boring. But think of something and you put all of your stress, worries, anxieties, you picture yourself putting it all in that container, every little thing. Then you shut it, you lock it up, put it on the shelf. You can come back to that little box up there, that little container. You can come back to that when you'd like, but it is still there. It's not vanished. We're not ignoring it, but it's just in a container for now. And I use that a lot when dealing with trauma, stress, worry, whatever it may be. And I have two more suggestions, but the next one is rewarding yourself. So think of some micro goals you can make for your work. And they can be very simple, but you do want to push yourself a tiny bit. I know I have a lot of downtime at work. I'm able to multitask while I'm waiting for people to answer the phone. And so sometimes I will read a book during that time. And so I make a goal some days that I want to read five minutes from each of my books during the day. Usually I read a self-help book with a like fictional book. And when I do that, I know I feel really good. That's one of my goals. And a reward for that could be like, okay, okay, I get to buy myself flowers at lunch or I don't know, it could literally be anything. What are some rewards? Like, oh, I'm going to, I don't want it to like make you financially broke though. (laughs) Walk outside for five minutes or I'm going to reward myself with five minutes on social media. I don't know, whatever, whatever reward you want. Making micro goals is way easier for me. All right, and the very last tip here is to plan fun things that don't feel as difficult. Fun things to do after work or this weekend or in your morning routine. Because a huge part of loving yourself is doing activities that are either new, exciting, that bring you peace, happiness, joy, accomplishment, That's all part of self-love and even sometimes the activities that we want to do, we just don't have the energy for them. We, they feel really hard, but it's important that you kind of force yourself to do these. A couple suggestions would be watching a new show or movie 
going for a walk with you know your favorite music in trying a new snack or food or restaurant i've been doing the whole try new things thing even though i it's so hard i hate it but you're not going to you're not going to know if you like more things if you don't try it anyways i tried this new ramen place and i was like i don't know like i don't know chinese food can be tough sometimes but i tried this ramen and it was so so yummy I like slurped that whole thing up in like five minutes and I was like bro if I did not branch out and try this new restaurant I would have never experienced the goodness of this ramen and that goes for like everything or do something out of the norm that will keep life interesting after work you could draw or you could paint or you could cook a meal you've never cooked before or you could go on a drive to somewhere you've never driven or you could play music you haven't heard just giving yourself new things it's gonna like wake you up and getting yourself out of the norm and planning fun things to look forward to those are super helpful in preventing you to go on this downward spiral i do not know if any of that made sense but all of those suggestions are how to make honestly make life and work more enjoyable and i would add another one to love yourself love yourself those of you who go to work every day with depression i just want to say that i am so proud of you i'm proud of you also for taking a break when you need it taking a mental health day when you need it never ever feel guilty for taking a break you can take as many breaks as you need until you feel okay again. I also want to say don't expect too much from yourself. We often do and we often feel like we should be more, do more, but putting pressure on yourself and shaming yourself will is not going to help you and that's why it's important to show yourself love and give yourself so much grace and self-compassion listen to my self-compassion episode for more on that one. Give yourself time too. Like, I feel like I was depressed for like three months. (laughs) It, It might not have been that long, but it felt like a really long time. And there are still days where I feel a little more depressing, a little more numb, a little empty, a little lonely. And I honestly just let it happen. It's uncomfortable. It sucks. But I, I know that I'm not going to feel that forever. You guys are doing amazing. I get it. I get that it is so exhausting to work full time. Sometimes it sucks. But there are ways that can make it easier, that can make it more manageable. And I feel like I didn't even cover half of the different ways. <laughs> Honestly, the main thing I did want to get out of this episode is that I relate. I relate to feeling tired. I relate to hating the nine to five lifestyle. I I can relate to you. And I hope that you were able to relate to this episode. I mean, I I hope you didn't, but I hope you felt like you are not alone is what I'm trying to say. I have literally been talking for so long. Like, what the hell? (laughs) Honestly, 
there aren't too many things you can do when you're in that pit of depression. It's so hard. I think my best advice is that it is temporary. The fellows out there who have MDD, I think you're the soldiers. <laughs> because even when I just experience depression every once in a while, it is so lonely and tiring. And and so those of you who experience, experience this daily and struggle with this daily, I think you guys are the the warriors. I think you guys are the strong ones. If you feel like you're getting burnt out, I hope you take a little, even just one of these suggestions and maybe try it out and see how it makes you feel one at a time. And as always, if you need anything ever, if you want to talk about something, if you want to vent about something, my DMs are always open. And my Instagram is a place where we're very real and we encourage each other. You can visit there at Shalise Murdoch. You can subscribe and follow this podcast. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'll put all of that in the link below. I will also put some resources for mental health or depression in the description as well. Thank you so much for listening to me rant and for talking nonsense and just being here. I love the podcast. I love you guys. I really do. I hope you have such a good day or good night. You are amazing. Never forget how freaking amazing you are. And I'll talk to you next week. Mwah.